Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and we're in Chapter 11, talking about a new type theory I'm proposing, or, well, I'm working on proposing, called Relational Type Theory. And as I've said now the past few episodes, the idea is that we're going to take the types of System F, and we're going to add some relational operators to these, which seems really strange. Uh, but the idea is we're going to be interpreting types as relations on terms, as binary relations, um, using the ideas from logical relations and parametricity that we discussed in Chapter 10. And so we take the types of system F, we add relational composition, which I'm writing with just its dot. So you have two types, T1 and T2. You write T1 dot T2 for composing the relations. Um, there's a converse that just flips the pairs in the relations. So if you have x related to y, then we'll get y related to x by the converse relation. And so there's an actual type construct for converse. It's not just a semantic, familiar semantic idea about relations, it's an actual type constructor. And finally, you have the promotion of a term to a relation, where I've discussed this several times, but I'll repeat it because it's the most original part of this setup. You um, you're going to promote a term to essentially the graph of application of the term. So um, if you've got terms X and Y are going to be related by the promotion of a term T, if T applied to X is beta A to equal to Y. Okay, so um, last time we talked, we walked through the semantics for these types. It's really simple. There's nothing tricky. I don't have like bifibered co-categories of yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Sorry if that's your thing. It is not my thing. Um, I don't know enough about that to even begin to penetrate through most of those papers that are on this sort of stuff. Um, this is super simple semantics. You can really literally express it on just, like it, just six equations, right? So it's very, very easy to understand, I think. Um, and uh, and what I want to talk about today about relational type theory is, so last time we talked about the semantics, which was easy to get through in a pretty short time because it's so straightforward. Um, now I want to talk about what can you do with this theory? Like what are some basic examples? So this is kind of the basic examples of using um, these operators to express ideas, express properties of programs and this kind of thing. Um, so... Uh, I want to start with some, um, some. Let's see. I guess I guess I'll start with some really basic uh, constructions that you can do with these, um, and one that's kind of important, or kind of handy for some other things is you know this this theory, um, the semantics we have so far tells you when two terms are related by a type. So it's make it's expressed. You know, the semantics lets you basically. Um, give relational typings. You can just say, you know, this term is related by a type to this other one. Um, but the type itself doesn't give you any of this sort of, at least not directly, doesn't give you a construct for um, making a relational statement inside the type. Okay, so um, I guess hmm, probably the best thing to do would be, I mean, maybe I should just have some more basic examples to start with than even this. But like, you know, so let's take a type like, um, you know, for all x, x, 0, x, you know, that's, I mean, we could have already understood 
what the meaning of this as a relation will be from our previous chapter uh, in the podcast. I mean, this says the meaning of that type is, um, you know, two terms are going to be related by this uh, for all x, x, or x type. If for any relation, and these are, we're quantifying it over the beta, eta, closed relations, as I mentioned last time. So for any such relation R, um, uh, let's say I've got functions f and g, and I want to know if they're considered to be the same, by the, or you know, they're related by this type. And so f is going to be related to g if no matter what beta, eta, closed relation R I pick... Um, F and G are going to be related. Um, you know, F and G are going to map R-related inputs to R-related outputs. So if I have X and X prime that are related by this relation R, and again, this has to work for any relation R, any beta-eta closed relation R, if X and X prime are related by R, then F of X and G of X prime also should be related by R. Uh and let's see, what did I feel like I managed to prove with this? Um, okay, I think I won't <laughs> try to say, uh, yeah, I think I'll hold off on trying to talk about proving stuff. I think I want more basic constructions than that. So proving stuff is, can, is a, you know, a huge part of what the theory is supposed to do for you. But um, uh, let me talk about expressing, like within a type, say I want to, you know, so, so when you have a type A or B, all the sort of terms that are you're talking about with the type A or B are all implicit, which is actually pretty awesome. I mean, you just write A or B as a type, and what you're really, if you say, you know, oh, two terms are related at this type, then you're really expressing this quantification, mapping related inputs to related outputs. But you don't have to write any of that down. The type already just implicitly conveys this. Um, but sometimes you do want to be explicit about what is being related within your type. Okay, and an example of this that I was just playing with last night, actually, and pretty excited about, is if I want to express a relational form of induction. Okay, if I want to express a relational form of induction, what I'm trying to say is that for any, um, I'd like to say that for any relation, um, if the relation relates zero, to zero, and whenever it relates x to x prime, it also relates successor of x to successor of x prime, then, um, you know, then if, if I have, uh, you know, to express induction, then for a particular uh, the terms, like t1 and t2, that means that if those two cases, sort of like this relational base case and relational step case of induction hold, then T1 and T2 should be related. That's what it would mean for T1 and T2 to be related by this type. Um, but the type, which I didn't even try to say it exactly in constructs and stuff over the air here, but just the base case, right? I want to say zero, you know, we're, we're trying to write a type that says for all X, if zero is related to zero by X, and you say, oh yeah, I understand, zero relates to zero, that's what you're talking about, you're talking about relational typings. Well, no, but now this relational typing is appearing inside the type. So how do I do that? And the answer, with most of these questions about how do I express something in the type, is that basically we need to use the relational operators, in particular we need to use um, promoting term promotion, okay? So um, how do we express 
are relational typings in a type. Um, what we need to do is we need to change the subject, basically. Because, you know, as I said, with A, R, L, B, there's, you know, what you're saying is F related to G by A, R, L, B. We say, oh, for all X and X prime, they're related by A. F of X should be related to G of X prime by B. But now, we're, once I said F and G at the beginning, I have no control over those things I'm expressing. You know, the, the X, the X prime, they have to be related. The F of X, G of X prime has to be related. If I want to tinker around with that at all, um, I need to do something. And the cool thing is that this term promotion construct lets you do that. So if I want to say, if I want to say, oh, you know what? Whatever I'm supposed to be talking about being related and whatever, I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to say zero, like right in my type. I want to say zero is related to zero, not some implicit variable that I'm quantifying over or whatever, or that's being sort of inherited from some relational typing um, outside of this point that I'm at within the type. Okay, and so you can sort of change the subject like this, and you do it by using the um, constant function constructor. So you're basically going to say const of t, and you're going to compose that with the relation you're trying to, um, to, to, to have. So if I want to say 0 is related by x to 0, um, I can do that by saying k0 composed with x. Because k0 um, is this relation that's the graph under application of k, the constant function constructor, um, uh, applied to, in this case, now being applied to 0. So if I say k0, two, you know, x and y are related by k0, um, if k0x is related to y, in other words, if 0 is related to y, and 0 beta eta equal y. So um, if I want to change the subject within my typing, I can just use um, one of these term promotions with k, because k will have the effect of forgetting what, I, what I'm supposed to be talking about and change, letting me change the subject to talk about something I want, like 0. And I'm using sort of square brackets notation. So I will say in a, in a base case for an inductive type, a type expressing induction, I would say square brackets zero, open quote, open square braces zero, close square braces, and then I'll put the rest of my relation, like x. So I can say zero related by x to zero um, by just using k and this term promotion. Um, so that's pretty cool, because that's already taken me an interesting step towards expressing um, a relational induction. Um, I mean, that's basically already letting me Almost, sorry, almost lets me express relational induction. Um, let me tell you the next bit of how to do that. One other little ingredient we need if we wanted to express induction, relational induction this way, because um, it's cool, we could express something that looks like the base case and the step case using this internalization of our relational typing. I'm saying zero related by x to zero, and successor related by x zero x to successor. Okay, that's great. That's saying that zero, this the relation needs to be needs to relate zero. It needs to be closed on each side by successor. Um, but to say, you know, so we basically want to say two terms. Like I'll just say f and g. Um, if they are going to be related by this type, then given these relational step and base cases, we need to relate um, f and g. 
right? I mean, so basically, F and G would be like numbers. Um, we so <clears throat> for the numbers to be inductive, it means for any relation that satisfies the base and step cases of the induction, then that relation needs to hold of those numbers. Now, <clears throat> but if you think about our sort of logical relations setup. Um, you know, we're saying when we say F and G are related by a type, then, you know, we start digging down through the type and throwing up new sort of quantified variables and assumptions about them being related and blah, blah, blah. And eventually we get to this point where we say, now F applied to a bunch of inputs is related to G applied to a bunch of inputs, right? In fact, if we had just the good old type for church encoded natural numbers for all X, XRX to XRX, okay? I, if you're not familiar with that, somewhere in the past, I'm sure I've talked about this. Um, I don't want to review the details of that type now, but just that's the basic type for church encoded natural numbers in system F for all X, XRX, arrow, XRX. And um, so I, in that, if for that type, right, if you think about this, it's binary relational semantics, it's saying that F and G, let's just say, um, are related by this type if for any relation um, where uh, you have for any successor for any functions s and s prime that are related by x to x and for any z and z prime that are related by x these are like successor and zero successors and zeros that are related then f of s of z has to be related to g of s prime of z prime Okay, so kind of as you dig into the type, you're kind of saying that they're given all these arguments, right? We're, this is a theory for saying when functions are equivalent. And so it's saying, well, they're equivalent um, if they map equivalent inputs to equivalent outputs and this kind of thing. So as you kind of dig down in the type, you're piling up these inputs and eventually you end up saying, okay, F applied to all those inputs needs to be equivalent to G applied to all the corresponding inputs. Okay, but now for expressing this inductive type, I actually... If you remember what I was just what I was just trying to express over the air here, which is that um, uh, if I want to have two numbers f and g, and I want to say, well, what it means for them to be related by this sort of inductive nat type is that for any relation that satisfies base and step cases, um, f needs to be related to g. Not f of something something is related to g of something something. Just f and g related just by themselves, okay? So to express that idea, I basically need to have a way within my theory of um, adding assumptions to my sort of meta-linguistic context without actually needing to say add inputs to the function as I'm sort of digging down through the type, right? So I'm saying instead of having a, a type like let's say A arrow B, and I'm saying, oh, F is related to G at type A arrow B, when for all inputs related by A, F of the input is related to G of the corresponding input at type B. I don't want to talk about those inputs. I don't want to say F of the input and G of the input. I just want to say F and G. And you can actually encode this in relational type theory, again, thanks to the wonders of the relational operators, thanks to term promotion and composition again. So, um, actually, and I forgot to, to tell you that converse is actually used in there, too, for the, for the um, uh, base case of, and the step case of induction. Uh, maybe I'll come back to that. Um, 
But anyway, I, I could probably mention that here. So I want a, I want to define a function type A, like open arrow B or A fat arrow B. That's where the semantics should should tell me that um, F and G are related. This A open arrow B. If for all inputs A and A prime that are related by B, at A, F is related to G at B. Not F A related to G A prime, just F related to G. So I'm mentioning as I'm you know as I'm digging through the semantics and creating this. You know, you can think of the semantics as a way of translating a relational type in two terms into some big formula in your ambient meta language, expressing the, a property of the two terms. Right, but here the property express. I don't want to include the arguments. I'm going to add some things to my, my this big formula that my semantics is describing for me, but I don't want that formula to be saying what happens when you call f with an input and g with an input. I just wanted to talk about f and g by themselves, and you can do that. And you just need to do um, instead of using the. So I'm saying you can define the sort of a open arrow b type, which is a little bit like an erased, an implicit product or sort of an erased argument type in some other theories. Something that just you know, lets you, it looks like it's saying you've got a function that takes in an input, but the function doesn't really take in the input. You can do the same trick here in relational type theory, but it's definable. It's not a primitive part of the language. And the definition, again, uses the relational operators and term promotion with K. So you just say, if you want to have this sort of um, A arrow B, A fat arrow B, where meaning that A is an erased argument, you just say, um, I've got A arrow B, but I'm going to put um, K. I'm going to compose K in, the, in front of that type, and I'm going to compose, and here's actually, as I mentioned, converse gets used. I'm going to compose, compose K converse on the right. Because K converse will just have the effect of sort of flipping. Um, I just want to say, uh, if I have terms T1 and T2, and I essentially want to hit both of them with K, then I need to have K, and then I want to relate them with R. Okay, So say I'm really trying to say, K T1 is related to K T2. Well, then I need to take my relation and compose it on the left with K, but compose it on the right with K converse because I want to apply K to T2 and head that into the, the relation on the right. And so term promotion go, is sort of applies terms from left to right. So if I want to apply it from right to left, I need to use converse. So... Anyway, so that's what you do to have an erased function type. You just say K composed with A or B composed with K converse. The effect of composing with K is that then if I say, well, F and G are related at this type, well, what that really means is that KF is related to A or B, is related by A or B to KG. Okay? Now, KF being related means for all inputs for all related inputs, KF of that first of the inputs A, let's say, is related to KG of A prime. But KFA, well, that's just beta equal to F. And KG A prime, that's beta equal to G. And so you end up just saying, um, for all A and A prime that are related at type A, F is related at type B to G. Amazing. So we basically get definable implicit products 
Um, in our earlier version of Sedil, we, I mean, our, the current one, we don't have a new one yet, but this is all work in support of a new version of Sedil. Our current version of Sedil, we implicit products are a basic part of the, the core type theory. But here they're definable, which is like pretty, <laughs> pretty sweet. Um, so anyway, now with that in with that little tool in mind, this kind of implicit product construction in relational type theory, now I can express um, an inductive the type of inductive natural numbers. So basically, natural numbers where the type is expressing relational induction for any x, zero is related by x to zero and successor is related by x or x to successor, then, um, then the two numbers are related by x. Not any applications of the numbers, just the numbers themselves. And uh, so anyway, this was supposed to be basic examples. And I did show basic examples. I explained basic examples. Some of this, um, I think, probably sounds terrifying on the air. I hope it's not too distressing. Um, on paper, it's like really simple and easy. If you've read stuff in this sort of area, this is like nothing compared to what you can get your hands on out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, on the air, it might still sound convoluted. Sorry for that. Um, so anyway, the basic examples were mo motivated here by this particular example of how to express relational induction. And, um, and I also mentioned in passing this sort of um, simpler definition of the NAT type, just using the church encoded, the usual type used for church encoded NATs, and with the relational semantics, it does give you, um, it gives you something pretty close to that, but here in, in that type, you do have F applied to the successor one, zero one, G applied to successor two, zero two. And I'm pretty sure, I didn't quite manage to prove yet, just because I didn't work through it all yet, but I'm pretty sure that these two types can be proved equivalent within relational type theory. So that that, that would basically say that the usual sort of very standard nice looking definition of church knots actually supports relational induction um, within the theory. I'm, I'm pretty darn sure that that's going to turn out to be provable. So um, I'll have to report back once I've kind of confirmed that. Walking through that on the air might be too hair raising, I don't know. Um, anyway, I thank you very much for listening. I hope you're enjoying hearing about my new theory, relational type theory. And, uh, you know, shoot me an email or something like that if you have any questions or want, um, want me to comment on anything. And thanks for listening. Uh -huh.